You're listening to Huddle Up, a football podcast. Each week, Tony Dyer leads the huddle and tackles the hottest topics around the NFL. He's joined by guests from all around the football world, bringing their insights and reactions to the news and noise of the National Football League. Subscribe now to join the huddle. Welcome back to another Thursday edition of Huddle Up, a football podcast, because they're all Thursday editions. It doesn't ever get old. Subscribe to the podcast. We have actually two shows today. The first show is me, Corey, and Daniel. Hi, guys. The second show will be with uh, Dr. Jesse Morris. We're going to revisit the Ezekiel Elliott situation with COVID-19. Of course, he tested positive. Everybody knows that now. We'll talk about his reaction to, you know, what the league's what the league could look like moving forward. But today we've got Corey back after his wedding. Welcome back, Corey. Thank you, sir. Who broke the uh, Ezekiel Elliott news? Was it Jay Glazer? Uh, no, actually, <laughs> I think Jay Glazer. Who was it that? Who was it that he even broke the news of? We don't it even know Ram his name. Center, right? Ram lineman. Oh, was it? Um, oh, there's that defensive guy. Just that guy that plays for the for the Broncos. He tested positive. Von Miller. Oh yeah, that guy. Yeah. Yeah, that, was that one Glazer? defensive Hall of Famer. Was that Glazer? No, it was not Glazer. <laughs> no. Oh, oh yeah, no. that guy wasn't Glazer either. Who was the guy that Glazer broke? It was a Rams offensive know. lineman. I can't remember. Yeah, we don't know. <laughs> I'm glad that he drug us drug us through it for a whole day. And now looking back on it, it's even funnier than it was then. Anyway, today we wanted to talk about second year players that we thought would take another step forward, whether they were whether they were already at the top, like uh, DK Metcalf or AJ Brown, AJ Brown, Kyler Murray started at the top of the list. I mean, whether they were already at the top of the rookie list, can they take a step forward? So we wanted to take turns. We'd go draft style where we ask a trivia question. The loser loses. The, the winner gets the first pick and then it cycles around the three of them. Um, so, Daniel, you've got the trivia question today. Go ahead and start with it. Okay, so uh, kind of what the show is focused primarily on is guys that have done well in their first year. Uh, we have a couple guys on the list that you know that we were kind of picking through that have been in the league for two years, but this question is primarily focused on rookies. So in the last decade, so the last 10 years in the NFL, seven guys have topped 1,000 yards receiving and this is strictly wide receivers, so this isn't running backs, in their rookie year. A.J. Brown did it last year. Odell Beckham Jr. A.J. Brown did it last year. <laughs> Corey? <laughs> Which makes him number eight. Oh, my God, Corey. So what I was going to say is I'm going to eliminate a couple of these guys from this list just because they are too easy, okay? So... Eight overall now with A.J. Brown. There were seven before last year. I'm going to eliminate Michael Thomas because we all know he did great in his rookie year. And thank you, Corey. I'm going to eliminate Odell Beckham. Yeah, thank you, Corey. No! So who are the other six? Just name one of them. Go. Oh, my Uh, God. You uh, uh, You took three away. I just looked at this list today. Oh, God, Corey. We just looked at this today. I know we did. That probably screamed out. <laughs> should be easy then. I know. God. It really should be. Uh, well, no, there were Giants, no rookies was on a Giants it. wide receiver. Why can't I remember his name? Uh, it was Odell Beckham Jr. Let's go. Wait, the rookie season, they had a, what, a thousand, thousand yards. Their rookie. They topped a thousand. 
You still have five players available. I know, I know. I know. Diggs was under a thousand. Brandon Cooks. Oh. Nope. Um Cooper Cup. Oh. Nope. Amari Cooper? Got it. Amari Cooper's on the list. So the other guys that were on the list, Mike Evans had a great rookie year. Uh, Keenan Allen, A.J. Green, and here's the ultimate honorable mention, Kelvin Benjamin. Oh, God, Kelvin Benjamin. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what a terrible career. So, yep, Mari Cooper was on the list. So there are now eight guys that have topped 1,000 in their rookie season. So uh, pretty good list, honestly. I mean, uh, aside from Kelvin Benjamin, all these other guys have turned out to have pretty good careers so far. Um, so it's only looking up for AJ Brown. So that's, that's, that's nice. All right, Tony, you won. All the way back to, uh, Carson Wentz, a second year quarterback has just completely gone off the rails. Carson Wentz, uh, three years ago, Patrick Mahomes, the year after that. Now Lamar Jackson, of course, I think that Kyler Murray is going to take a huge step forward this year. Sorry, Corey. I think that might be one of your guys. I think you're okay. When I look at the board, I think you got, I think you still have somebody you're going to be happy with here, but Kyler Murray last year, 3,700 yards. 20 tutties, as Corey would say, touchdowns, and only threw for 12 interceptions out of his rookie season. Add 500 rushing yards. That team, that team is benefiting. Everybody knows about DeAndre Hopkins adding, adding into that offense. But, I mean, here's the reality. David Johnson's not there anymore, and so a lot of that backfield inconsistency is gone. I think there's, there's going to be Chase Edmonds, of course, but it's Kenyon Drake's game. So there's a lot of consistency there with a good three-down Three down threat out of Kenyon Drake. I mean, wide receivers galore. Larry Fitzgerald has more touchdowns, passing touchdowns than drops. Is that a stat? Did anybody see that? I mean, he's passed more times than he's dropped the football. Is that through his Jeez, whole career? That's crazy. Do you what was that? Do you remember that, Corey? Was that his whole career? Yes. Yeah. He's caught more passes than or more touchdown passes than he has drops. No, no. I thought it was through more touchdown passes than he has drops. What? Are you talking about Larry Fitzgerald? Yeah, that's what I thought I saw. Well, he didn't throw touchdown passes. I know. That's why I thought it was a crazy stat. That is oh, absolutely I, I can't confirm that. I can't confirm that. Well, can okay. Anyway. Anyway, Larry Fitzgerald's not dropping the ball. I mean, we all know that. Christian Kirk's coming up. I don't know. The, that whole team, we all talk about this all the time. It wouldn't shock me at all. Would anybody be surprised if Kyler Murray went for, I mean, if he had 3,000 more, 300 more passing yards, he'd be over 4,000. I mean, that's that 4,000 passing yards and add a couple more rushing touchdowns behind a healthier offensive line with, with a more elite uh, wide receiver group. It doesn't, it doesn't, it wouldn't surprise me at all for Kyler Murray to be an MVP candidate, even if the Cardinals don't, I mean, even if they don't win their division, it's very possible. I think he could be absolutely electric. No, I, I mean, I, I like, I like the pick. You mentioned 12 picks. That's pretty impressive when he had a game where he threw three picks and he had two separate games where he threw two picks. So I, I think throwing 12 in the season, he, he definitely became more disciplined. I, I know going into the year, everyone was kind of scared at how small he was. And if he got hit, you know, by a big linebacker multiple times, he's going to, you know, shorten his career. But he actually did a really good job at avoiding these big hits. Um, Lamar Jackson kind of did the opposite. <laughs> he kind of um, he kind of liked the um, 
the aggressiveness of the NFL and kind of just lowered his shoulder on a lot of tackles. But the thing that impressed me most about Kyler Murray is that he got out of bounds. He slid, he avoided the big hits. And I think when you're talking about him possibly having an MVP candidate, you know, season next year, just imagine the career this guy's going to have if he keeps avoiding, you know, that type of, that type of pressure and uh, avoiding those injuries when he can. I mean, I think he's going to have a, end up having a great career, but uh, yeah, I, I agree. I like the pick. I love the Kyler Murray pick. I was trying to find the stat real quick. His um, pass attempts from the pocket was like insane for a guy who's considered a mobile quarterback. So he really doesn't run out of the pocket too much. He's, he likes to play the quarterback position true, but then he also has that run threat. So as far as him being small and staying healthy, he, he is a really smart guy. He stays in the pocket a lot. So I don't think that's something to really worry about. And just having that run thread is awesome. We're talking about fantasy football, right? We're talking about breakouts. Yeah. The second year breakouts. Okay. So yeah, he's always that kind of guy that's going to be able to sneak in for rushing touchdowns. Um, he's got a great arm, beautiful pass. Um, and he's in the perfect situation. I've And we've talked about it before. The Cardinals are a team that kind of show up every few years. They'll be bad. And then they bring in a guy like Carson Palmer. They get close to the Super Bowl. Um, they're just one of those organizations that always shows up. I think they're going to be super competitive this year. They play in a tough division, but we've seen teams in the Super Bowl like the Niners, you know, teams fall off and have bad years. The Rams just did that. So I think they're in prime position to make a great run. Kyler Murray, I expect to explode. I drafted him. Um, I absolutely love it. I think he's, if you're drafting him, he's just like a no-brainer. Like, it's going to happen. I love it. Looking back at the Larry Fitzgerald stat that I was trying to think of, according to FanDuel, on December 1st, 2018, Larry Fitzgerald has more tackles than he does dropped passes in his Hall of Fame career. Mind-boggling. Wow. Yeah, 29 drops, 29 times out of 2,100 targets. That's incredible. Yeah, that's insane. And Corey, you mentioned them competing. Kyler Murray showed it week one of his rookie year. You remember that game against the Lions? Yeah, it was a tie. They were down, well, no, the comeback. They were down 17 to three at halftime. And then after the third quarter, they were down 17 to six. The Lions had scored again. They were up twenty-four to six. Do you remember this? Everyone yeah, no, was kind I of rolling their game. eyes. Yeah, it was crazy. I did too. That everyone was kind of rolling their eyes, like, okay, here we go. Kyler Murray's overhyped. He drove that team down the field three times late in the fourth. Got it into overtime. I mean, that was incredible. That was one of the best games of the year, honestly. And it was Week One with a rookie quarterback. Yeah, no, it's really good. I think. He's super smart. He's going to be able to carry that team. And I think that's what makes him great is he has the ability to produce wins by himself. And the Cardinals also went O-line in the draft in the third round. So they're addressing needs there. I, I think they could be a really good football team. I think Kyler Murray could absolutely explode for sure. Uh, I'm going to go DK Metcalf. I know he had a really good season, but I think the biggest thing with DK, I guess here I'll write off of stats, 100 targets, 58 receptions, 900 yards, and seven touchdowns. The biggest thing with DK is he showed up in the biggest moments. I remember watching the Seahawks at the end of the season, and they were in some important games to get into the playoffs. And at the end of these games, DK was showing up, making the catches, 
Um, getting to the sideline in the playoffs, he broke the rookie receiving record, sealed the game against the Eagles with the uh, me and Tony just watched it at work as either yesterday or today. And he goes up and grabs this ball. It looks like 10 feet in the air. It's just absolutely insane. I don't know who would have been able to defend that pass. It's, I think being able to show up in the big moments just solidifies his reliance as a wide receiver. His It just proves that he is good. So I think that trust is going to build with Russell Wilson. He's going to be the go-to target. Um, who's their number two right now? His name's just escaping me. Oh. Tyler Lockett. Lockett, yeah. And Lockett's a really good receiver, so he's going to be a weapon as well in that offense. So I think it's going to be the perfect perfect storm for DK to really have a breakout season. Russell's going to feed him. In that video, me and Tony are watching. Pete Carroll just love. they're just saying, DK, DK, let's feed DK. So I, I think as this season goes on and they got to win games, he's going to be their go-to guy, and I expect him to have huge games. In that playoff game, I think he had – 160 yards receiving and a touchdown, which was badass. Um, and I just expect him to keep running with it. I love it. Yeah, it's funny. Everybody had kind of the same stigma about DK when he was coming out of college. You know, they, they knew that he dominated the college game, but when they were looking forward at his NFL projected game, everyone was saying, you know, this guy's route tree is very stale. He kind of only knows the go route. You know, just he's the guy that you put out there in a streak and just throw it up to him, but how's he going to evolve the NFL level? And he really, really impressed me um, with how well he has learned different routes that we never saw on tape in college and how to, how to kind of maximize them. He has, he has great coaching there in Seattle um, with that. And I, I think DK Metcalf is one of the guys that I, I came away from this list, the most impressed with, with his, projection going into the draft versus his production coming in because a lot of guys on this list did really well but we knew they would do well but he's kind of one of the ones that was a wild card that like yeah you look at him he's just a physical specimen that like you don't see every you know five six years but how's he going to do in the nfl and obviously he proved everybody wrong and did great and he's working out like crazy right now and uh wanted to prove everybody wrong still even even now for next year, so yeah, I like that pick a lot. Yeah, it's a good pick. And I saw a um, I saw a really wild Twitter post about it showed different routes that he ran. I'm looking through all of his routes right now on Next Gen Stats, and yeah, I mean the concern was that he was really one dimensional, big body down the field guy. And when you look at like week one, week two, week three, I guess the 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 routes line up with that but by about week four or five you can really see that that he made some real changes to his game he's not a one-dimensional guy he is an alpha you're you're probably right Corey. that that he is the number he's the number one on that team and i really thought i expected it to be tyler lockett to fill in for doug baldwin but it looks like dk metcalf's it might be the new sheriff in town there especially I'm looking at week 10 right now. I mean, he's zigging and zagging across the field. He's cutting, he's doing ends. He's got an out. He's doing a, a slant. He's, I mean, he's all over the place here. I think there's this weird little wiggly thing too. He's, he's, he's much better than a one dimensional guy. And I, and I think you're right. A whole off season to grow. No doubt in my mind that he's got the trust of Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll. Cause we would, we did watch that video and they just kept saying DK, DK. I, I agree with you, Corey. I think he's, Probably he's probably a, a better bet to break out than than Kyler Murray. Now you've got me questioning my bet. 
Nice. Um, so I am going to pick a guy that I've talked about before. Um, maybe only behind the scenes, never on the on the pod here because it didn't get posted. But Marquise Brown is is my pick here. I know he only had 584 yards and seven touchdowns, which DK Metcalf had seven touchdowns. He had about half the yards of DK Metcalf, but I'm just super excited for Marquise Brown this year. I know he, he has the label in everyone's mind of boom bust, which I get, but take into account that he was hurt to start last season. Um, he had the Liz Frank toe injury, um, which kind of affected his whole foot and it doesn't heal quick. It's a long, it's a, it's a long injury to recover from. And when he was drafted, this is how good he was. He was drafted that super high and he still was injured. Like they eat, he wouldn't have passed a physical at that point, but they still drafted him because they knew that he had just dynamic ability to get down the field. He has sub four, four, 40 yard dash, um, He's already working out with Lamar Jackson. He finished the season on a on a great note there. He, you know, Lamar Jackson. They're talking about him kind of sitting back in the pocket a little bit more this year. They drafted J.K. Dobbins, so they have kind of an arsenal running back right now. Lamar Jackson is still going to rush. It's just kind of what he does. It makes that offense go round. But when he is back in the pocket. He is actually a great, accurate passer based on last year's stats when he started a full year. His his passer rating was 95.9, and that's just strictly from the pocket. And he he made 60% of his passes through the pocket. It kind of seems like Lamar Jackson has a stigma of once you hike it, he's running. Which way? I don't know. And you probably think, based on those stats, if I had to guess, he'd probably make like 20 to 25% back in the pocket <laughs> just from last year because he ran so much. But he actually completed more pocket passes than Kirk Cousins, who's like one of the who's like one of the most stonewall quarterbacks. You know, you sit back there, Joe Flacco like, you just hike it, and he's not scrambling. <laughs> but he completed more pocket pocket passes than Kirk Cousins, and he's already working out with Lamar Jackson. They got they got drafted young together, um, so I think that they're gonna they're gonna start a trend here. Marquise Brown is also a very smart player. I talked about Kyler Murray avoiding injury Marquise Brown doesn't present himself he doesn't give his body up to get laid out by a safety laid out by a linebacker he plays very smart it kind of reminds me and I'm not comparing these players in any way but Marvin Harrison you know how he would avoid contact in any way possible prolong his career he was super smart yeah Yeah. he was super smart that way Marquise I'm seeing some traits from Marquise Brown that are just like that but I think if you're if you're asking me what player could double his stats that are on this list, I think it's easily Marquise Brown. I mean, I think 584 yards on 46 catches, I don't know that he'll double the catches just because that team is a run-first offense, but he could definitely double the yards. I think he can easily go over 1,000 just because he's so dynamic and then have double-digit touchdowns for sure. But Marquise Brown is my is my kind of runaway pick here on this list. And Marquise Brown has been one of those big kind of enigmas. I think everybody I, – I think – People really did like Marquise Brown. Cousin of Antonio Brown, is that right? Yes, cousin. Yeah, cousin of Antonio Brown. People liked him heading into the draft, and I think when he got to the Ravens, for some reason, everybody kind of got got this down feeling on him. Yeah, that Including was, myself well, as yeah. a Ravens fan. Well, including I mean, myself. At the time, we we were being told that, that Lamar Jackson should be a running back. 
Right. I mean, a wide receiver or, or something other than a quarterback. I mean, yeah, at, at the Until time we were proven otherwise. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, exactly. Right. And so so that could be a sneaky good pick because the expectations are an all time low for Marquise Brown. He doesn't have to do much to I mean, 584 receiving yards. There, There's a lot of room to go up. Corey and I have been talking about guys who really performed pretty well. Kyler Murray was the rookie of the year. And I'm saying that I think he's going to have a better year. I mean, that's that's a tough ask. But for Marquise Brown, you're absolutely right. 584 yards is not enough. He's going to have more. I, I agree. I, I like the pick. Yeah, and he didn't he didn't have an offseason last year. And, you know, we may not have kind of the traditional offseason this year. Well, he's but, not going to have an offseason this year either. But he's got 16 games. He's got. Well, 16. he's already working out. He's already working out with Lamar Jackson, which is what you want. You want rapport. I get and that. That's what yeah. he's getting. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Corey, why don't you take us through round two? We'll do two rounds today. I'll grab Noah Fant. Just because, what do you have last year? Is that 40, what's 40, 66? 40 receptions, 40? 66 targets. Uh, okay, cool. Yeah. So at 66 targets, pretty strong. We saw DK was at 100. Uh, for rookie tight ends, that's really strong. And we know how fast and athletic Noah Fan is. And the, the Broncos have done nothing but bring in more weapons like Jerry Judy, um, Melvin Gordon. So I think that's going to open up the offense. He's going to have another year to get familiar with the offense and develop as probably a, blo- a blocker and run more routes. <clears throat> but like I said about the Cardinals, the Broncos like to show up every few years and be a strong team. And being a tight end, I think he could definitely be a focal point of that offense and just kind of be fed and have a breakout season um, and just kind of show up at the right time. He's got the athleticism. Um, hopefully they have their quarterback. I think that's going to be the biggest factors if Drew Locke can show up again. But if he can show up again and these weapons can work out and they can be as good as I think they will be, I think he's no doubt a guy who could double his stats and get up to you know close to 100, 100 receptions and double his touchdowns to six, maybe ten. I don't see why he couldn't do that in the right if the situation turns out the way I think it will. Yeah, I'm super excited for Noah Fan. Super athletic. Um, it was it was between the two Iowa tight ends on you know who could be the best tight end to come out of that draft and arguably I mean after week one you would think Hawkinson but arguably throughout the season as it progressed and Drew Locke took over and they kind of built some rapport there I think Noah Fan has definitely made a case uh, for one of the best young and up and coming tight ends in the league and he just kind of showed all of his athleticism last year and um, you know there's not many tight ends that could take a slant to the house and Noah Fant could definitely do that. So I'm very excited for Noah Fant's future. Yeah, I'm, I, I share the same sentiments as both of you. Hawkinson, I still think, is the better all around. Like, on, if I'm drafting a real NFL football team, I want Hawkinson over Fant. But he blocks better. He blocks so much better, and he, he does a, a great. He does a great job with with ball skills. He catches the ball well. He runs well. He's a bruiser. Uh, but Noah Fant, I mean, that kid is a receiver in a big body. So. Uh, an, an absolute tremendous weapon for a young quarterback to have. You said double the stats, Corey, and that would be 120 targets, which is a little bit lofty if we doubled everything. I don't think we need to double the targets, though, like you said, to get double the production. You can get six to ten touchdowns out of the guy. Right. Yeah, I, th- I think if you had 800 yards out of him, you'd be thrilled. You'd be thrilled to death. Uh, a second year? I mean, that takes it takes tight ends some time, and... And I agree with your point that Noah Fant is a is a tight end that could be different than that. Daniel, who's your second pick? 
My second pick is I, I've talked about I've talked about a couple of these guys on some previous podcasts recently. Um, so my second pick would would probably be Darius Slayton, but I think we spent some time on him uh, maybe last week or a couple weeks ago. So I'll, I'll spare you on that. I'm actually going to pick Nicole Hardman, and you know it, it's kind of a kind of a cop out to pick someone on the Chiefs' offense, but he did have. He had 538 yards last year and six touchdowns, but he only had 26 catches. This is a team that's very stacked at the top, but not a lot of depth at wide receiver. So if you're asking me, who are the first two options on that offense that Pat Mahomes is going to throw to? It's Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey. Behind Tyree Kill is a struggling Sammy Watkins. And behind him is Demarcus Robinson, Byron Pringle. I mean, these guys could be easily supplanted. I mean, by week one, even uh, Sammy Watkins had one of the best weeks of the year as far as fantasy, yeah, uh, fantasy it? football in week one. Yeah, and guess what? That was like eighty percent of his stats to finish the year, and he was healthy all year. Very disturbing for Sammy Watkins. I mean. Michael Hardman, he he runs a four three three forty. The guy's blazing fast. He's only twenty two years old. The Chiefs spent draft capital on him. They drafted him in the second round. Um, he was the twenty fourth pick in the second round. There was talks about Sammy Watkins not even remaking this team just because he costs so much money. They re-signed him to a new structured deal just to keep him on the team. I think for a depth move only. But even it came out recently that even the special teams coordinator, because Miko Hardman is the punt returner and a kick returner, that he understands that he will lose Miko Hardman off of the special teams because he is going to be more involved in the offense. He has already come out and said that. They're giving us a sneak peek for the plan. This chief this Chiefs offense is going to get so much it's so dynamic already, but I think it's going to get better because they're going to have Miko Hardman on the other side. Let me let me tell you, last year in the draft, Miko Hardman, it was kind of a surprise. Not a lot of people knew about him when he was drafted. And I'll be honest, I was kind of one of them. I knew about him, but let me name some names that he was drafted over in the actual NFL draft. So at the time, J.J. Arcega-Whiteside coming out of Stanford was a very good prospect, very aggressive, um, go get him, you know, great big body target. So JJ Arcega Whiteside, Paris Campbell, DK Metcalf, Andy Isabella, Deontay Johnson, Terry McLaurin, Miles Boykin. I mean, these were guys that were drafted after the Chiefs went for their guy. Um, at the time, the Chiefs figured that they might lose Tyree Kill. They did not, and they re-signed Tyree Kill. But this guy, could you imagine an offense where you have Pat Mahomes dropping back? There's Tyree Kill on one side, Nico Harbin on the other side, Travis Kelsey in the middle, and Clyde Edwards Hilaire at running back. Are you kidding me? I, I think I think Nico Harbin is easily going to double every stat on this board. Twenty six catches. I mean, all he has to do is play half the season and he's getting more than that. Nico Harbin last year was a total boom bust, and that's because he just he wasn't on the field enough. And he had a 
He had a punt return for a touchdown. He had 538 yards and six touchdowns. Give me Miko Harbin all day long in that offense with that speed. Yeah, when you put it that way, I do like him a lot. I was just <laughs> <Yeah>. thinking. <laughs> very convincing argument, Dan. Yeah, that was very good. Uh, like, just imagine a scenario like Tyree kills a burner. What if he, you know, he tweaks his hammy in the first few weeks of the season? That's the kind of guy that could slide right into that role. And if he can succeed, he's going to immediately push himself into the focal point of that offense. I mean, hell, if you've got two burners, Travis Kelsey, and like you said, Clyde Edwards Hilaire, I don't see why he couldn't show up and have a great season. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. I'll move on to my third pick. It's going to be David Montgomery, and it's because I think volume is king. Last year, David Montgomery had 242 rushing attempts. I don't think that's going anywhere. The the Bears have done absolutely nothing to tell me that they're taking any of the work away from him. I mean, they didn't draft any, a running back. They didn't sign one. So I can count on 242 attempts out of David Montgomery. I don't. Th- I think he's better than three and a half yards. I think it was 3.7 yards last year per attempt. I think he's better than that. I mean, he's a young guy getting the speed of the NFL, thrust into a workhorse role on a team that really, to be quite frank, wasn't very good offensively. It was disgusting how terrible that offense was last year, considering how great the defense was. If Nick Foles can breathe any life into that team, it's going to be in giving the Allen Robinson and Anthony Miller, they become a threat again, a legitimate deep threat if if Nick Foles if the addition of Nick Foles can get a defense to back up off of the off of the line just a little bit I think that it's easy to expect Montgomery to be four yards a carry doesn't sound crazy to me I mean on 242 attempts he's gonna make it work he's gonna he's gonna break loose eventually and I think he can do it well enough and do it enough often to make a significant improvement over 800 yards last year. That, that's all I'm trying to say. Yeah, I, I love it. I mean, y- you mentioned his yards per carry, which is the big negative about David Montgomery. But my God, if you were a defense planning for the Bears, well, I mean, you have one guy to stop. Is Mitchell Trubisky any kind of threat? I mean, you load the box up, stop, you know, stop this rookie running back who came into the league and is supposed to be really good, and you've won the game. And that's what they did. They were a terrible team, like you said. But they, I think David Montgomery will have more carries this year, even when Nick Foles takes over. Not if, when. Oh, no, and I agree. And, and Nick Foles, I think, will take over. I think Nick Foles, it's Nick Foles' job, I believe. It's, I think that's done yeah. and decided. And now at this Absolutely. point, Trubisky has to earn it back. Yeah, 250. I mean, that's not that's easy. It's eight more. I think eight more is easy, easy to anticipate. 260 270 i don't know about that but i, I mean it, it, it's it's possible i mean when you have when you have someone better at a position the offense is better it moves the ball more you get more opportunities so it's not like you can add a bunch of stats to the bears automatically but with nick Foles, they're going to move the ball down the field more often less three and outs you know you get more you get more opportunities with better people in your in your skill position players so, and the quarterback, there's not a more important position on the field than quarterback. They touch the ball every single snap. So if you put someone that's better in that position, the offense is going to be better. They're going to get more red zone opportunities, which is huge for David Montgomery. He is getting ripped apart right now because of his yards per carry and the fact that the Bears were bad last year. The Bears are going to be bad last year because of Mitch Trubisky. I think you'll see a new David Montgomery this year. I agree. I love the, love the pick. That's my pick. We've got two picks each, so that's six total picks. 
Does anybody last else? time I checked? Last time I checked, I don't think Doug Peterson or Frank Reich are coaching for the Bears, right? Right. So we saw what Nick Foles did in Jacksonville. He can't move the football without him. So I don't, I mean, I don't just real quick. I don't think I don't see Dave Montgomery's stats moving up that much just because I don't think it's going to be a very productive offense. I think he could be productive, but I don't think he's going to be a big boom guy like you guys are saying, but that's all I got. And, I don't, I, don't, and I, don't, I don't know that boom is the right word. I think the, the, the opportunity is there for him for sure. And Nick Foles, remember, he got hurt. He broke his collarbone week one. Well, now here's the thing. Here's the thing about Nick Foles. Corey, you're right. What has Nick Foles really done, though? I mean, I understand. He won a Super Bowl. Okay, I, okay, I get it. Super Bowl MVP. Let's get that out, right out of the way. I got it. But how many games has Nick Foles played? Has he played 16 games? I think I am, I am with Corey in that I am still hesitant. I don't believe that David Montgomery is, is, is what I hoped he would be before he got drafted by the Bears. I'm not, I don't believe that. Because I, don't, I, don't, I still don't believe. I, th- I do believe that the, the Bears have done it again. How many games did Mitchell Trubisky play before they drafted him to be their starter? And now are we just repeating the same cycle? They do have an unproven asset here. I believe that Nick Foles is, is, is an improvement over Mitchell Trubisky, but he's not a proven thing. And, and maybe that's a good thing. Maybe that's a bad thing. I don't know. I mean, he can play football, but we still don't know what we're working with. Did, did you guys by chance look that up? I th- remember he had that seven touchdown game too, where everyone was like, oh my God, he's in a list of elite now. But yeah, I mean, I'm with you. I've got so my doubts. So, okay, never- I said 16, 58. 58 divided by seven years. <laughs> Eight starts a year. It's still not a lot, <laughs> but it's still not close to 60. <laughs> I guess what I'm trying to say is I don't think the Bears' offense is going to have it. Like, if they're down in games, that's going to limit the amount of carries Montgomery is going to get, which I think they will because I don't think their quarterback position has enough firepower. So, I just – I think it's going to be the same cycle. He could have a better season. I just don't think it's going to be that much better. I don't see him popping off. You've been listening to Huddle Up, a football podcast. Subscribe on your favorite platform and follow us at Huddle Up NFL and at Commissioner Mister on Twitter to keep up on the latest from the NFL and stay in the huddle. Huddle up. Team on three. One, two, three. three. I said you need to learn more about football before you show up on this podcast again.